0: reality radio for a really great future we're talking real money
1: well we're off to a pretty bad start to the month but what do we say here on the show so what it doesn't mean a thing i know it's hard not to worry about it but you can't Think about it. You can't do anything about it. You really can't. That's one of the topics of today's show. You can't do anything about it. We have a question kind of related to that. So here's the deal. You can call Talking Real Money daily or Talking Real Money live on the weekends at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. This Saturday, October 5th, Tom and I will be doing two and a half hours live on Como Radio in Seattle, which will then turn into a couple of podcasts next week. So you can call on Saturday from 3 to 5.30 Eastern Time, noon to 2.30 Pacific Time at 855-935-TALK. Fill in the blanks in the middle. You can also call in your questions anytime to that same number, 855-935-TALK, and we'll answer those on the podcast. So there you have it. Oh, you can also send your questions in too. Just go to TalkingRealMoney.com and hit the contact form. I saw an interesting piece that I want to share with you. Uh, It was from the folks at Bloomberg Business Week. And they created a new chart to allow you to compare your net worth. And the numbers are fascinating. It starts with a net worth of basically nothing. Actually, we'll just use the number from nothing to $100 net worth. And there are approximately one and a half billion people with a net worth, the total value of their assets, $100 or less. One and a half billion. The biggest category is those with net worth of $1,000 or so. And that's about $1.7 billion. And they say that that, that 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 that's the average American renter young people generally but can be any age then the net worth of around 10,000 10,000 to less than 100,000 there that's another 1.3 billion people and that's a typical american family that's the typical middle middle class then we have folks at that 100,000 to almost a million dollar level, of whom there are 436 million. And now where we now is where we start to get into rarefied air. This is where uh I I I think you're going to need to be in retirement. And that's that 1 million to 10 million. That's where most people need to be to enjoy a comfortable and secure retirement. There are only 40 million people on the entire planet who fall into that group. And that is upper middle class. That's people who can, you know, they can, as they say, they can afford a second home. The next group is 10 to 100 million. And that is a group of 100, I'm sorry, of 1.7 million people. And now the numbers of people get very, very small. Those with net worths of a hundred million to a billion number forty nine thousand. They're not yet billionaires. Those with a billion to ten billion, well, there are twenty seven hundred of those. Two thousand seven hundred globally. And then when we talk about ridiculous wealth, that $10 billion to $100 billion, there are only 150 people in that group. And how many do you think have net worths, worths there are more than one, of more than $100 billion? Yeah, I'll let you think about that for a second. How many would you guess? Well, if you said two, you're right. Two. And isn't it ironic? Isn't it interesting? Isn't it coincidental? I don't know that both of those people, those two people live in the greater Seattle area. Both of them. Two richest people in the world, the only ones with over $100 billion in net worth, Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates, that's it. So now what you can do is you can say, okay, I there is no way I am ever going to be in the top 50,000 or so people in the world. Now, you don't even have to try for that. You're just not going to make it to the $100 million or more. So what you can do now is you can settle for that million to 10 maybe you want maybe you get a little over 10 and there you you have a reasonable chance of meeting your goal of arriving at that destination so that's probably what you should shoot for 855-935-TALK you can call that number 24 hours a day seven days a week or you can call us live on our shows on the weekend and we'll be live both on the 5th and the 12th of october So you can call us during the show, which starts at 3 p.m. Eastern, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Now it's question time, and here's today's two questions, actually, from the same person in South Carolina. You may have covered these on a previous episode, but I would like your thoughts on tax gain harvesting. No one knows the future. However, if you are in a year with less expected income and with the possibility of future tax increases, I would think this would be a good strategy, but you never hear anything about it. That's the first question. So I'm going to address that one first. Tax gain harvesting is just wacky. it's here's what tax gain harvesting and it's sort of it's 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 a concept that's cropped up recently the arguments for it i think are really weak what you do every year or so you sell off your winning investments and then you immediately buy them back to adjust your cost basis but where's the gain in doing that yeah you're right if you know the future and you know there will be future tax increases. And you, you, know, you know the capital gains rates are going to go up. You don't know any of these things. You might benefit a bit. But here's what happens. You sell your appreciated asset at a gain. And you're going to pay taxes on that. You buy it back. Now you get a new cost basis. And the next year you sell that appreciated asset at a gain. Well, hopefully a year and a day. So you get long-term gains. And you pay taxes on that again. The possibility of any improvement in your situation isn't particularly good. Tax loss harvesting, on the other hand, where you harvest your losses to offset gains and regular income up to a limit, that actually makes sense. But you have to be careful not to fall... Uh, into the uh, the wash sale rule so you have to wait until after 30 days to rebuy the asset but you can get around that by rebuying something similar but not equal so uh, tax gain harvesting people are going out of their way to this is part of the problem with the financial services industry see i'm jumping around people go out of their way to find new strategies when there's no need for new strategies they're just so much hot air. they're just there's pretty much nothing to them. Now on to the second question. I'm not sure how much you follow what Paul Merriman has on his site currently, but he has pre-built portfolios on M1 and Motif. I've been thinking about opening account with M1 with less than $5,000 with the plan of adding $1,000 a month. ETFs would not be my first choice, but I do not think there would be a big disadvantage to mutual funds. They seem to follow his multiple asset class strategy with easy reallocation. This would be a non-tax-deferred account as I'm already trying to max out retirement accounts. Uh... At five thousand dollars you've got with motif and m1 you've got transaction fees so every time you rebalance you got to pay and on a five thousand dollar portfolio what you're going to pay in transaction fees is going to be a pretty hefty amount so i and again i do I, i do think that having these various asset classes at some point in life makes sense because you 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 have the potential to add a little bit, a little fractional bit of extra return, at possibly a little less volatility, but at five thousand bucks, it's not going to make much of a difference. So what I would do in your case is, you didn't give me your age, but if you're thinking about going a hundred percent in equities with the with the Merriman strategies, then I would just say go 100 percent in VTWAX with Vanguard, which is a mutual fund with expenses that are ridiculously low. It kind of gets automatically rebalanced. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to do anything. And I just don't see a big advantage. Again, I think you're 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 maybe overthinking it a bit, just trying too hard. And there's not the need to try this hard. Just simply invest in a simple, broadly diversified portfolio like VTWAX. Let it ride. Keep adding new money to it. Don't panic. And the odds are in your favor. Thanks for the note. Eight five five nine three five 935 talk Remember, you can call that number anytime with your question. In the middle of the night, you say, oh, I meant to ask about. Well, just call and ask about it. Or send us a note at TalkingRealMoney.com. And please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for all manner of great stuff on investing and dealing with money. And also subscribe to the podcast there and or on Apple Podcasts. You can also go and subscribe to Real Investing Journal, which is our monthly newsletter and there's a lot of other stuff so check it out at talkingrealmoney.com realinvestingjournal.com vestery.com. we got a lot of dot coms and thank you so much for listening please tell a friend or two or a thousand because the more really literally the merrier here thanks again i'm don mcdonald
0: Programs that say something similar, Talking Row Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening and please visit money.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?